Are you looking for entertainment for a fundraiser, outreach, youth night, date night, or for a conference? Does your team need a way to improve team camaraderie, confidence, and communication? Well, look at Wellverse Comedy for a show, performance, or a workshop. Wellverse Comedy is Chicago's clean comedy team, and we're ready to serve you, your audience, or your organization. We've headlined our own shows at the Second City at Gutty's Comedy Club in Indianapolis and started our own TV show called His Line. And we've raised over $5,000 for charity in just the last two years. We are now booking for your back-to-school bash, fundraiser, and even your holiday parties. Contact us today, and let's see how a night of high-energy, clean, original, family-friendly comedy can make your next event memorable for all the right reasons. Connect with us on social media at WellversedCMDY. That's at WellversedCMDY. Or online at WellversedComedy.com. WellversedComedy.com. For booking information, email us improv at WellversedComedy.com. Welcome to the Gifts for Glory podcast, where we celebrate and promote men and women using their gifts for God's glory. Know someone who is making an impact for God's kingdom using their gifts, talents, and passions? We'd love to meet them. Send us an email at podcast at giftsforglory.com. That's podcast at gifts, the number four, glory.com. And now here is our host, Dave Ebert. Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to the latest edition of Gifts for Glory. Whether you're watching us live on social media on Monday night, catching the replay on the Creative Motion Network, or listening on uh, the Taken TV uh, podcast network, or any podcast platform of your choice, thank you so much. Please like, share, subscribe, leave a leave a review, uh, leave us five stars if you really like us, and if you don't like what we're doing, uh, just remember what um, what Thumper used to say. If you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. So, so thank you for uh, joining us here this evening. We're really excited uh, to uh, share this ministry and uh, and share our special guest and her story. Uh, but before we get there, we want to just invite you to uh, consider supporting uh, Wellverse Comedy and uh, Gifts for Glory Ministries. Uh, we have a, a Patreon page, so would you consider supporting us at any level uh, at patreon.com slash giftsforglory. Uh, that will help us uh, pay for the podcast, get bigger, get better, get a better background so you don't see me fade into the di- into the ether. Uh, so if you're interested in supporting us, please uh, check us out at patreon.com slash gifts for glory. Uh, or uh, if you want to support uh, Wellverse Comedy, we do have some amazing t-shirts uh, courtesy of our friends at Wami Swag. Uh, go to shop.wellversecomedy.com. Uh, to uh, buy uh, some uh, great uh, T-shirts and support local businesses, as well as uh, help uh, Wellverse Comedy uh, continue our growth as well. That's at shop.wellversecomedy.com or uh, at patreon.com slash gifts for glory. Uh, so uh, we thank you uh, so much for tuning in and being a part of our uh, our show. Let's dive into our uh, Devotions with Dave segment uh, for tonight. Tonight we're going to be reading from uh, the... Uh, um, Excuse me, the book of First Timothy, verse four twelve, and here uh, Paul is just admonishing and encouraging Timothy, um, it, because Timothy at this point is very young, obviously, and Paul is saying, "Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity." 
And the reason that I, I felt that this verse was important this week is uh, yesterday at church, we had our step-up service where we uh, recognized the kids that were aging out and moving on from our kids' church program. And uh, these the, the kids that, that are leaving our kids' church and uh, transitioning eventually into the youth group, uh, they are awesome kids, and we're going to miss them. But we know that uh, that God has a plan for them and God has, has a calling on their lives. And I just, if, if they're watching or their parents are watching, just, you know, etch this verse into your heart and just lean on it. Uh, don't let anyone think less of you because you're young. You have just as much of power and authority in Christ because you believe in him. Uh, so don't ever let age be a discount or a, um, a weakness or even a perceived weakness is actually a, a, a strong thing because God has called you at a young age to do something, to make a difference for his kingdom. Uh, so I just want to encourage anybody that's listening, whether it's one of our kids that uh, uh, stepped out of kids' church this weekend, or if it's uh, somebody just at home that maybe you're young and you feel like uh, you have to wait till you grow up to make a difference, don't think of it that way. God has a calling on your life right this moment. All you got to do is step into it. So 1 Timothy 4.12, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and purity. So that is our devotion with Dave segment for tonight. And now uh, we're going to get to our uh, ministry and, and uh, guests for the night. Uh, Moms in the Making, uh, we've talked uh, with uh, Caroline and Colby Harris before on the show. Uh, be sure to check out those episodes uh, from uh, before. Uh, but Moms in the Making is a phenomenal ministry. If you've heard of it, if you're familiar with it, uh, they do now have a brand new app. Uh, go to your app store and look for the Moms in the Making app. Uh, you get access to their media. You stay updated with what's happening. Uh, you can connect with other uh, women on the journey. And uh, you can read the Bible and more. There's going to be new stuff uh, all the time coming to the Moms in the Making app. Now available uh, in all your app stores. So be sure to check that out. Uh, and Moms in the Making is a phenomenal organization. Uh, my wife and I, uh, Bobby and I, went down to the conference last year. And uh, this is uh, the highlight video from uh, that uh, 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 from Moms in the Making last year. So check this out. And we'll be uh, back with our guest, uh, Jessica Colwell, in just a moment. are truly going to come out with faith that is greater worth than gold. Any bad thing in your life is caused by the enemy, but God is so good that he can take the very seasons like infertility and birth something beautiful in it.
God hasn't forgotten you. His timing is perfect. He has not changed his mind on the desire he put in your heart. But the beautiful thing about facing an impossible situation, it is the perfect opportunity for God to show up. Whenever we get pregnant, we're going to get pregnant because that's the promise you've given me and I fully trust you. I trust your word. I trust what you've spoken to me and all bets are off. This is incredible what you guys are doing here. When people were saying healing, in my mind I was only thinking physical healing. But the truth is, it is deep spiritual healing. Even though the path doesn't look like we thought, it's going to be glorious. My testimony is enough. If I bring my wounds to God, then He's going to heal me and be able to restore that joy and that freedom. I know that God can do it again and again and again. So our guest tonight is Jessica Colwell. She sits on the board of Moms in the Making as secretary and creative director. Uh, for those that, that aren't familiar yet, uh, Moms in the Making is a nonprofit, faith-based Christian infertility support group. Uh, they exist to support and encourage women on their journey to becoming a mom uh, by sharing the hope and truth of God's word. Uh, Moms in the Making conference is uh, coming up October 7th and 8th at Uncommon Church in Euless, Texas. Uh, the 2022 theme is Blessed is She. Based on Luke 145, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Uh, so we're really uh, glad and proud and excited to have our guest at this time, uh, Jessica Colwell. Welcome to Gifts for Glory. Thank you for having me, Dave. It's exciting to be to have you and to, uh, uh, we're just over five weeks, I think, uh, from the conference, uh, October 7th and 8th uh, in uh, Euless. Uh, so you are the the secretary and the creative director uh, how did you get involved first with uh, Moms in the Making? So uh, Melanie Murphy, who you saw in that video um, that, clip that you just ran, she was the one with the red fiery hair and the red fiery personality. Uh, her and I actually got mm, recruited, asked, uh, reeled in to being on the board of Moms in the Making. Uh, we, we joke about that, but really, it wasn't a conference. Um, it was just a group of women meeting in Caroline's living room. Um, and then she brought us on and was like, I think I want to make a thing out of this. And we got on and we just hit the ground running. I, I always kind of joke, my little miracle is the mascot of Moms in the Making because I even brought a pack and play that first year to Caroline's um, house and it lived there all, all leading up to the conference. Wow. So. She was there cutting paper with us and napping and feeding and all of the things. But it's hard to believe that this will be our sixth conference and she'll be six this year. So, wow. so your miracle baby came 
before Moms in the Making really took off and was a conference and everything? Yeah, well, it had been established as a support group in Caroline's living room. Um, I joined maybe about six months after Caroline started the um, the support group, and I didn't get pregnant right away. But I I definitely will tell you that um, the Lord worked a miracle in me in my heart and in my mindset before I even got a miracle baby. Wow. So tell us uh, what attracted you, what, what drew you in? Cause I, uh, you know, I know that, uh, you know, you said that she kind of reeled you in, but what was the bait that got you on the hook? Um, you know, the thing is, yes, I, I definitely joke about that, but really we wouldn't have said yes and signed that piece of paper had we not believed in the mission that the Lord really put on Caroline's heart. And it's easy to champion a friend when you see um, her faith just be like a like a rocket that you just want to grab a hold of and take off with. Hmm. And so um, it was just a very unique time in thinking like, wow, we're just going to put this conference in. It's, it's a lot of, we're just DFW. So when I say just DFW, it's one of the biggest cities. But we thought there's got to be more than 10 women coming to Caroline's um, living room that need this message. And she had had a, an online following at that point, but it was not hard to just know that this was going to be something bigger because the call, like I said, on um, this ministry and on Caroline's life is, is contagious. And um, I really feel like the Lord had his hand on Melanie and I and saying yes to that because he knew the role that we would have in and he knew also how we would be impacted and impact those. And it was just kind of like a domino effect. And so who doesn't want hope when they're going through something devastating? You know, Um, we go through a lot of things in life, whether it be loss or um, a diagnosis or just a hard time. And you think to yourself as a Christian, I don't know how people do this without God. And I think that that's what drew me in is this needs this needs God in it. Like if you are walking out this really devastating journey at times. You need to have encouragement and hope that is faith-based, that is built on the word of what God says in order to get through it. So uh, walk us through a little bit about what, 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 what happens at the conference. Uh, in the video, we saw you with the microphone, so you lead some of the breakout sessions. Uh, so tell us about what the conference does and what, what happens, and also maybe a little bit about the sessions that you lead. Yeah, so this year I won't be leading a session, but I have in past years. Um, but it, what I think is great about that is that it frees me up to visit with the women and to do a Q&A panel. So we always have a keynote speaker. This year it'll be Jessica Satterfield from Grace While We Wait. And um, she is amazing. She's from South Carolina and she is a fiery Southern woman who will just ignite this really passionate flame for the Lord in your heart when you hear her speak. Um, she was our keynote speaker in 2018, so she'll be bringing two powerful messages. Um, Caroline will also be speaking. We'll have, like I said, a Q&A panel and about, um, I think, five different options, four or five different options of breakthrough sessions that you can go to. And this deals with grief, marriage, um, faith in your weight to just, and, and we're even inviting a doctor 
this year to speak on um, kind of like the science behind what happens when we go through loss and trauma and things like that. So I'm really excited to hear from her this year. Very good. And um, so what you're the secretary, you're the creative director, and I'm sure that because it's kind of a small organization, those are not the only two hats you wear. So what do you do kind of behind the scenes to help make the conference and the, the group itself happen or the organization happen? Oh, well, um, you know, we have a really incredible board. I feel like we all kind of feed off of each other. And I think the, the really beautiful thing is I could tell you one thing that I do, but really it's not without Caroline and Melanie and Charity and Shereen. Um, even though we may, like, I may do the videos, it's really Melanie and Caroline being in that creative um, input and Shereen working behind the scenes and praying for us and Charity kind of bringing her spin on it, how it can be um, strategic in this way and also funny in this way. And so, I, yes, I do the videos and kind of like the print material and the design of things, but um, I can't do, I can't say they do that alone. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So um, one of my favorite parts of the show and, and the thing that I really love to share is each guest's testimony and their story of how they found faith. Uh, and in many ways, you, you could say that you have two since you have your faith testimony and then you have the journey to your miracle baby. So uh, take us through the, you know, that, that journey. Uh, did you grow up in a Christian home or how did you first come to know the Lord? I did grow up in a Christian home. Um, I'll, I'll try to give you my shortened version of what could be a very long testimony story. Um, I, I do it. My dad was a pastor of a very small church um, in, near downtown Dallas. And so I, I grew up in the, the charismatic environment. I, I definitely grew up with people speaking in tongues around me, um, believing in the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so it wasn't, it wasn't new to me, but I think that anyone who has been a preacher's kid will tell you that um, it kind of sadly gets to a point where it, the awe of it just becomes a little bit of a chore. And so mm -hmm. I kind of went through my rebellious years. Um, I was misdiagnosed at 14 with uh, ovarian tumors and... Mm -hmm. um, realized later on at 19 that I actually had the beginning of what they diagnosed as PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. Hmm. And so, you know, 14 to 19 is just a weird time. So right. add on being a preacher's kid, add on <laughs> this weird misdiagnosis and then diagnosis, you have um, a very confused young lady who right. knows that God is good knows that she's going through something that's not very good and trying to make sense of that all by herself. Yeah. So um, it wasn't until I was 23 years old that I really, truly committed my life back to Christ and um, realized that it, it wasn't all of these things that were happening weren't my fault, weren't his fault, but that he had good things in store for me. And so I really started to just shift my mindset and it it was didn't happen overnight so yeah. 23 to about you know 30 i i struggled with it um mm -hmm. i knew he was good but i really really wanted to see 
the proof of it, to be honest with you. Sure. And so I, um, I, I attended Moms in the Making kind of bitter and still reeling in this, wow, you know, I'm just this diagnose, a diagnosis of PCOS at 19. So like 19 to 20 or 19 to 30, here I am just like really hating who I was and, mm. and this diagnosis and kind of labeling myself as it. So wow. um, I meet this group of women who have hope encouragement written all over them. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want any of that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you do not know. Hey, okay. <laughs> so it's like, um, yeah, that was really nice. I think we'll not come back. Yeah. So I didn't come back for a few weeks, but I do remember at the time them telling me about this church that they went to. So that was a, it was a weird transition period for my husband and I, I was still really bitter and, and sad and angry and we hadn't been to going to a church. We had left one church and we're kind of in a transition period. And one day I was like, you know what? We need to get back in church. They were talking about this church. Let's just go. So I go and walk through the doors and we're like, wow, I, I feel like I'm home. Hmm. The message was amazing. And I saw Melanie. She gave me a hug. She remembered me. Didn't beat me over the head, even though I was such a brat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and actually called Caroline, who was working in children's ministry, and like, hey, Jessica um, came surgery so to come see her. So she came, she got someone to, to cover for her, and she came and gave me a hug, and we were about to start a treatment, and they both prayed over me. And I thought, wow, I think, I think that's what God looks like. He's mm. not judging me for being angry, but he really just wants to love me really well. And so came back to the group and they're going to that church and being a part of that group and having Melanie and Caroline um, just be my friend and just love me where I'm at. I really began to see myself truly as who God called me to be, not what this diagnosis had said I was. And yeah. so the moment I started realizing really what, what the Lord had called me to in my life as a daughter of the King, and as his child, hmm. I came into the gifts of the spirit and I had a complete 180 heart change. Wow. And all that anger and bitterness and strife that I was holding on to just catapulted me into this thriving life of being a child of God. And um, so it was like, come, come that time of doing treatments, we were down to... Um, our only option of doing IVF. We go there and we're like, okay, God, we didn't want to start here, but now we're here. And he had paid for hundred percent of the procedure. And you know, with IVF, whoever's out there that, that knows, and for you that don't, can get up to about, um, you know, probably like $50,000, like 20 to $50,000. So for it to be completely covered by insurance was just, you know, unfathomable. Mm-hmm. So we thought, okay, this is this is God. This is making an impossible situation possible. So we go in. We have five embryos. We're part of the study where the genetic testing is completely free, which is another like ten to twenty thousand dollars. Wow. And um, they do the testing, and we can't get the results because we're part of the study. But we get pregnant, and it's like, okay, this is it. And we go into the second ultrasound, and we can't find a heartbeat. Oh. And what in that moment, what should have 
broken me actually strengthened me and made me hold hold on to God even tighter. Hmm. I remember thinking in that moment, like, God, I know you're good. I don't understand why this is happening, but I know that you are a God of life. And I don't have to understand the why behind this. I know that you're grieving with me. I know that you're holding me. And I know that your promises have yet to be fulfilled in my life. Yeah. And so we were able to see the results of that genetic study. We found out that we had five embryos. Five um, of the five, four of them were boys and one of them was a girl. And so two didn't survive the thaw. We had miscarried a, a son. Mm. Two embryos left a boy and a girl. So we said, let's transfer them. So we transferred the two and made it to 14 weeks and found out that baby A's heartbeat had stopped. Aww. So again, it was that blow, that devastation and I remember going to a service um, and and really just seeing my daughter on her wedding day. And at that time, we didn't know if, if the boy or the girl had survived. Mm. And so immediately I knew, hey, Lord, you've just given me a glimpse of um, this future that I can hold on to. I know, I know that I know that I know that you are, are giving me a promise. And I'm holding on to that promise. And so two weeks later, we found out we were having a girl. Aww. And that's our, that's our almost six-year-old. Wow. And that's so bittersweet because you lose, you know, you lost the one, you know, the, the, uh, the one embryo, the one baby. Yeah. And so, you know, there's got to be a, a little bit of mourning, but there's still also the celebration of, of, of your daughter who, who made it. Yeah. So, um, you know, that roller coaster has to be very hard. Yeah. Uh, what would you say to somebody that, that's going through that? You know, um, it's okay to grieve with hope. That sounds like such an oxymoron and everything against what the world will tell you that you're capable of doing. Um, but that's one of those things where God makes the impossible possible. He is holding you in one hand and crying with you and grieving with you and praying over you and singing over you in your darkest of moments because he knows he is the God of hope and he is the, yeah. God, he is the God of grace and mercy and he's the Prince of Peace and he's all the things that you shouldn't be in that dark time. But that's why you don't have to be them. You just have to lean into who he is. And so my biggest encouragement would be um, you're going through something devastating, you're going through a loss and you can't understand why, it's not um, the question of, of why does this happen, but who is holding you. Hmm. That's, that's good. I, I appreciate you sharing that because I, and, and that's, that's what Moms in the Making is about is that encouragement, that hope that even if it feels like the answer keeps coming up, no, that, that God is still in control and he's still got that yes for you. Yeah. I really love the, the, the passage that this conference is based off of. Mm -hmm. um, it's that moment where Mary visit, visits Elizabeth. And as Mary nears Elizabeth and she starts to speak, John, who is in her womb, starts jumping up and down. And um, Elizabeth says, excuse me, to Mary in that moment, blessed is she. Um, and what I always... I remember reading this around Christmas time last year and I had this revelation of, you know, Lord, 
you actually sent a, an example of what the Holy Spirit was going to be like, like a like a preview almost. Like you you see this thread in the Bible, right, where there's the covenant and then the covenant with Jesus. And it's not a new covenant, but it's a covenant that's been restored and rebuilt on the one, only one who could make it right, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so if you take that and you apply it to John, he is kind of the example of the Holy Spirit, the one that was going to be here with us after Jesus left. And mm-hmm. so I think that the Holy Spirit or the example of the Holy Spirit, and, and this is a hundred percent. Yeah. What, what I am hearing from the Lord, um, I don't know any theological basis on this, but how I interpreted it was that um, how cool to recognize something that, or to hear something that you recognize, because Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God are three in one, right? Mm-hmm. So when, when Elizabeth is saying that to Mary, it's like she knew that here's someone who has longed for a child, whose husband was mute because he laughed when... Right told that he was going to have a son and um knowing that this savior has come you know and you're and you're womb realized it it's like something internally what we hold on to we know is so far beyond us that um it's there to awaken who he is in us always if that makes sense yeah absolutely and and you know, for Elizabeth, it, you know, she and and uh, and her husband Zechariah, or what, I can't I can't remember his name. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, yeah. But uh, you know, they weren't Abraham and, and Sarah's age, but they were older, so they had been without children for a long time. So God fulfilled a promise there, and uh, I think that muting the husband as the as the older wife is going through the pregnancy was probably a blessing for her <laughs> i mean he he works in mysterious ways doesn't he yes. Dave? <laughs> so yeah uh, moms in the making is awesome and i love your story uh you mentioned that uh kind of around age 22 is when you really started to look towards the Lord. Was there a moment that brought you to, to that place or was it kind of just a gradual process of realizing, okay, I need to stop doing things my way. Was there like a catalyst moment? Yeah. Yeah, there was. Um, and if you don't want to share, that's okay. No, that's okay. There's, I mean, there's nothing I haven't shared with my husband, so I'm good, but it definitely was one of those I think that I had been searching for love in all the wrong places. So let me just say that. Okay. Um, I had thought, you know, if I could be good looking, if I could be a good girlfriend, if I could um, be someone who was worthy of being loved, then I could fill in this void that I, that I knew who would fill it, but I, I wasn't ready to be completely fully accepted because I still thought, well, Lord, I had rebelled and I'd done all these really bad things in my life. Like, how could you just forgive me like that? Mm. So um, I had just been entertaining that lifestyle of really striving and trying to make it work for myself until I didn't have it in me anymore. That's the fastest way to burn out in something is trying to do it yourself without God. And I was trying to live a good life and one that made me feel full of hope and worthiness without God. 
and I just hit my rock bottom. And so I kind of went on this fast for a month um, of just talking to guys, not, um, not going out, not, you know, entertaining that lifestyle anymore. And, um, I went to church when the fast ended that day, which was a June was, which was June 1st, 2008. I think. Yeah. And, um, this, this title of the sermon was say goodbye and say hello to God's desires for you. And I just mm-hmm. remember weeping through that whole service thinking, I haven't been able to let go because I've just been wanting to be in control over how I was going to get to this point of redemption when really what I needed to do was surrender it the whole time. And so that was probably the catalyst point, June 1st, 2008, where I truly surrendered all of my sin, all of my um, wild behavior, my rebellious ways, and my hopes, wants, and dreams for what I wanted my life to be like. I I just really just sat there and visualized me surrendering at God's feet and saying hello to his desires for me. That's awesome. I, I mean, I, I hate that you went through that, but I'm glad that you did because, I mean, uh, you know, you've got a miracle baby, you've got a great family, and you're part of an, an amazing organization with Moms in the Making. Um, so do you have any testimonies of things that you've seen happen and, and you know, how God has worked through moms in the making in other lives that you've been able to see. Oh yeah. Gosh. Um, it's really beautiful to hear women's testimonies about how God's changed their marriage through moms in the making. Um, and, and I'll tell you like it, that really, it wasn't, it wasn't all of our story, but it was part of it going through infertility and, and going through something that you're grieving as a woman and trying to translate that to your husband, it doesn't always translate that great. <laughs> and right. poor guys, they do get the brunt of it. Um, but again, when I could realize who I was, I was a better wife and I was a better, um, I was a better mother to be. I was a better friend. I was just the best version of myself. And so I relate to that testimony so much, but but some of these women take it a step further. Um, there's a beautiful leader of ours who was on like the brink of really, I think about to leave or about to separate from her husband and came to the conference and she shares, she shares his testimony. It's on our YouTube page, but um, she came to the conference and the Lord encountered her and her husband who was miles away in their hometown at the same time. And mm-hmm. when she came home from the conference, he had had a revelation of like how to love her better. And now um, they're happily married. And it's wow. like, wow, God, you're amazing. It's not just a baby, right? It's, I think that's the beautiful thing about Moms in the Making and how it's really sets itself apart from other fertility support groups out there is it's not just about the baby. It's about your life and everything that comes with it. A baby, a marriage, finances, all, all of the above. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite testimonies to hear. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I started when I talked to uh, Caroline and Colby before is encouraging men to get involved in the conference. It's uh, There's nothing specifically there geared towards men, but we can go and serve. We can go and if maybe we're not physically capable of serving for whatever reason or 
we can go and we can pray and we can intercede for our wives and for, for the women there. So that's why I'm encouraging men, you know, this is your journey too. get some skin in the game and don't just send her your wife to conference, bring her, uh, come on down, come serve. And, and, uh, uh, you know, Colby and some of the other guys could really use a few extra hands. Many hands make light work. And, uh, I just want to encourage men to get involved and, and, no better way to show support of your wife, but going with her to the conference, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even us who serve on the board, we cannot do it without our incredible husbands who hold down the fort, who pray for us, who make sure that we're fed and trying them on the fort <laughs> when we're busy doing things. But I mean, Dave, you even got to meet my husband last year at the conference yeah. and, uh, and forge a friendship. And it was really precious to see that. Um, just from a wife's perspective of, gosh, they're just so selfless. Um, so thank you for making that a mission. And thank you for kind of championing that because watching you serve your wife that weekend was a really beautiful thing to see. Yeah. And guys, let me tell you, you serve your wife really well. You might end <laughs> up with a souvenir that we, I don't know. <laughs> We're all adults here. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> So, uh, uh, Jessica, before I let you go, I want to uh, put you through the interrogation, which is uh, seven random questions that wouldn't have otherwise fit. And then I'll ask you for your wise counsel after that. So uh, here is the interrogation. So first question, uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? Cool. Um... <laughs> Uh, actually, a baker. We were talking about this right before the show. Wanted to be a baker. Very nice. Do you do you like uh, breads or desserts or both? Desserts. I'm all about making that thing pretty and sweet. Yeah, that that's that's my wife. She's pretty and sweet. <laughs> There's something good about bakers. I'm telling you. Yeah. Question number two. What's your favorite comfort food? Oh, a good warm chocolate chip cookie. Nice. Number three. With whom do you most uh, relate to in scripture? Oh, I think, um, I think Elizabeth. There's just something about Elizabeth that's just very quiet, but powerful. And I'm, I've been discovering that about myself, that I was just built different. And even though I'm quiet, he's put a power in me. Nice. Question number four, uh, what keeps you up at night? All the tasks I have to do for moms in the making. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but um, I think I just, I, I, I am, have a very creative mind and it doesn't stop. So all the ideas of videos and how I, I can make this photo look better, that uh, I, I do think about that a lot before I go to bed. Bobby will tell you that my mind never shuts off and sometimes it's a blessing. And a lot of times it's kind of a curse. <laughs> All right. Um, how do you recharge? Oh, I love spending time with my girl. She's just, she's a spitfire and she's always keeps us on our toes, but watching her be creative. She's really into drawing. Um, and she's just a little prophetic thing. We're really believing for a house in this market. And for the past several months, she can't stop drawing houses. And so it's become one of my 
favorite things to just be renewed and recharged with. Nice. I like that. Question number six. If you go back, what's one thing that you would change? (sighs) Probably my weird, like, giggle, cry, cackle thing when Darren (laughs) proposed to me. I don't know what sound was coming out of my mouth, but it wasn't a cute one. (laughs) Bobby backed away from me like I was a horror villain. (laughs) Definitely didn't back away, but I just kept going up and down and up and down. (laughs) All right. So final question of the interrogation. Uh, What is your top three bucket list items? Um. I'd love to go to Israel with my family. Um, that would be amazing. Let's see. Um, no, Dave, I live a really simple life. I feel like eating at like a Michelin star restaurant would be probably up there. You're in, you're in Chicago, right? Yeah. Alina was always one of my like, oh, I really want to go there just because I saw it on chef's table and they did this whole table with the dessert thing and you could smash stuff. I don't even know if it's open, but that was one of them. Um, And I think writing a book. I said that out loud, so I can't back out of it now. Yeah, you're you're committed. Yeah. That'll be on the uh, the merch table at the seventh annual Moms in the Making Conference. (laughs) Uh, you're speaking into the future that I want to live in. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. All right. So Jessica, the final question we ask every uh, guest is for anyone that wants to use their gifts and whether that's their talents their passions, uh, their experiences, uh, in a way that, uh, brings God glory. What's your wise counsel for them? Don't get in your own way. If he's called you to do something, he will make it happen. So you can come up with a thousand and one excuses as to not to as to, for a reason to not do it, but you really just need to follow him and do it and step into it. Perfect. Don't be Moses arguing at the burning bush. Just right. trust in God. Good word. All right. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for being on. I want to encourage again, men, bring your wives. Don't just send her. Hashtag don't send bring. Uh, come on down and let's hang out. We'll have a guys' club. We'll drink some Dr. Pepper. We'll pray. We'll, we'll serve. We'll move some tables. It'll be a great week or a great weekend. And for anybody that wants to find out more information, go to momsinthemaking.com. Uh, there's, I believe, over 70 uh, locations that meet, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, uh, my wife is, uh, meets with Brooke in uh, Orland Park. And uh, there's two here in Illinois that I know of. And they're all over the country. And actually, there's international groups. So find them all on momsinthemaking.com so you can get connected. Find some uh, people to help support you and walk with you in this journey. Uh, That's momsinthemaking.com. And uh, the conference is October 7th and 8th at the Uncommon Church in Euless, Texas. Mm -hmm. Uh, The theme is Blessed is She, based on Luke 145. So uh, come on down. Be a part of it, men, women. Let's let's, uh, get some babies going. So, Jessica, thank you so much for for joining us here, and uh, we'll see you in about five or six weeks. All right. Thank you for having me, Dave. Take care. Take care. All right. And everyone, I will be uh, flying solo next week on Labor Day, and I'll actually be sharing my testimony. So uh, uh, if you've never heard my testimony, uh, I'll be sharing it live uh, next Monday. 
And uh, until then, I hope you have a, a great rest of your week. Download the Moms in the Making app, uh, free in your app store, and a great way to connect. And until then, we will see you uh, next Monday right here on Gifts of Glory. Mm-hmm.